Welcome to the Women of Wild podcast, where we explore what it means to be a woman. We will be discussing real life challenges from being a daughter, a wife, a mother, a single mom, and beyond. We're two friends living very different lives. One is married with all girls. The other is divorced with all boys. We're perfect bookends to speak from opposite perspectives on all the things. Our mission is to search out the heart of a woman and to pour into you wherever you are with real life wisdom, actionable steps, and application of the topics we discuss to continue our self-development into a wild woman. That is a woman of wisdom, impact, love, and dignity. So let's go. Well, welcome back. Today's episode is called, What Do You Want and How Do You Ask For It? That is a saying that I actually have written on my bathroom mirror because I think it's the beginning of all things good that we are going to try to produce, be, become, and it sets things straight in my brain to see that question every day. What do you want and how do you ask for it? And it's actually a skill to go after what you want and desire is a necessary element, but we have to practice wanting and getting small things before we can build the muscle to want the big things and push through the fear that it may be unattainable. And Sally, tell us why this is important. This is something I've had to learn because I probably went most of my life not even knowing what I wanted for myself. I was so focused on everybody else around me. What I wanted was everybody else to be happy so that I could feel at peace which is backwards and didn't work out well for me. And so what I've learned really in recent years more so is that I can't move forward without a destination. I've spent a lot of my life just sort of floating through life, not really knowing where I was going or what I wanted, where I wanted to go. And that hasn't really gotten me very far (laughs) in the things that I've wanted to accomplish. And so I'm learning to really contemplate what is it that I want? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want in my life? How do I want my relationships to be, my career, my finances, and really seeing the value, which I will be honest with you, it wasn't until I started coaching. And if I had known that coaching had anything to do with goals, I probably wouldn't have gotten into it. I went into coach training completely blind. And when we started talking about SMART goals, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) what have I got myself into? Because I'm one of those people who would never set a goal so that I didn't have to fail at not accomplishing it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning that I do need goals and I do need an idea of where I want to go in order to move forward. You know, it's one of those silly things. I just, I think, I don't know if it's a fear of failure or where that came from, but I just Really, I think I just didn't know if I could do it, but I have learned some tricks that do help me accomplish goals, and we're going to talk about some of those things. But but the beginning is to figure out what we want, and I think that can be hard for people, especially people like me who have a hard time focusing. It took me a lot of years of that recovery in Al-Anon to learn how to focus on myself and how to figure out who I was and what I wanted because I was so focused on everybody else. That can be tough. Oh my gosh, that's a Martha and Mary segment right there. You know, Martha (laughs) was about service, but so much so 
that she forgot to even desire the presence of Jesus. And and then you have Mary, who was just complete opposite. She was all about her personal desire to be with Jesus and forgot all about what others needed and wanted. There's a good balance somewhere in between there. Right. And sometimes you need both. Absolutely. You can't just sit there and do nothing all the time. I mean, and not that sitting at Jesus's feet is doing nothing. You can do that. But eventually there needs to be some action too. Right. Right. A little bit of both. And having a destination is absolutely necessity because if we don't know the direction that we want to go, we're just going to keep going in circles. And I can relate to that so much. And I think most moms and wives can relate to that. And then when you have a mom or wife that stays really in tune with her desires and the things that she wants to accomplish, the whole world tells her she's selfish, right? And so we get ping-ponged in this, you know, from society about what's right for a woman to do as a mom or wife. And uh, I think this is where we all just, we try to do the right thing and we think self-sacrifice to the point of complete exhaustion is the right way to go. That makes us good moms, good wives. And unfortunately, that just like you said, that's actually backwards. We can't be a good mom or a good wife if we have nothing to give at the end of the day, if we're pouring ourselves out into complete exhaustion and not tending to our own souls, our own desires, our own needs. But it, and it doesn't mean I'm going to get my way every time, but it's okay for me to have an opinion. Right, right. My opinion is just as valuable as everybody else's. And for me, that's something I had to really learn and practice because it was just easier and in my nature to default to what everybody else wanted. Yeah. But it kept me from getting to know myself and learning what I wanted. That's just important when you talk about serving others. We do, as moms, most of us have a desire to serve our families and to give to people. And we can't do that from an empty place. And so I'm really, even in working now and doing this podcast and coaching people, I'm really looking for ways to fill myself up because I know I can't give effectively to other people if I'm empty. And so it's really important for me to take care of myself, my health, my mental health, my spiritual health, physical, mm-hmm. all those things, because I don't want to be trying to give to others on empty because that's not going to serve them either. When I was in a business coaching program, one of the first things that the business coach had all of us do was to write down a hundred things that we want. And Hmm. at that time I thought, you know, he gave us the assignment and we had a few days to, to do it. And I thought, Oh, simple enough. Who doesn't know a hundred things that they want? And there was no rules. It could have been anything material, character, um, it, it could be anything, just anything that comes to mind when you ask yourself, what do you want? And I went to sit down and write a hundred things. I'm going to tell you that is a very difficult assignment. All of a sudden you're hit with all these things that feelings and emotions and ideas about what you deserve because writing it down feels weird if you don't think you deserve it <laughs> or it if you're in a scarcity mentality, it almost, you have another emotion that erupts when you go to write something down that seems reasonable, but you have this fighting force inside of you. So one of the things I'm going to challenge our listeners to do at the end of this is 
first, listen to all of this because we've got great stuff coming up and to write down a hundred things that you want. I want to challenge you to do that and set the timer and I guarantee you won't be able to do it in one day <laughs> and watch the feelings that come up. I, that's where I truly understood that I had scarcity mentality in far more areas than just finances. That mentality dribbled into so many other areas of desire and want and things, other topics that I just had no idea that you could have scarcity mentality in. Um, even like the idea of, I wanted to increase my garden this year. And immediately I did not want to write it down because of how much that would pull from the budget or how much time that would pull from me. And I don't have extra time. And so I have a time scarcity. I have a resource scarcity mentality. It was crazy what that assignment brought to the surface, which just set the tone for the next three months of coaching for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really hard. A hundred is a lot, but I think that's a great assignment. And I think I'm going to do that too. I'm going to hang on to that one. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to do it periodically too. Like sometimes when I just realize that I haven't really dreamt outside of the norm for a minute, to dream outside of our day-to-day -day routine. When you start getting into that routine, that rut, and you just need to think something outside of that, like think about a va vacation that you want to plan or even just a local place that you want to go visit that you haven't done. Like sometimes we just get so much into the making it through the day and making ends meet or you're tired, so it's hard to think about anything outside of the current responsibilities. And I found myself kind of getting in a rut recently and I sat down and did that oh you know and sometimes I don't do a hundred things I just sat down and just hey what do you want you know let's just write down random stuff and as a practice my head goes in all kinds of different directions now because I did that two years ago and I had written down one thing that was I was like this one is we're going to bring this into you and I coaching each other <laughs> I'm going to ask you to help me with this one I want to carve out time for silly imaginative art that has no end goal. It's like the opposite of what we're talking on this episode. <laughs> I want to have time where I create and imagine and get creative with no end goal. I don't need to have a canvas painting at the end of this. I don't need to have a sculpture or I just want to have creative play in my life. Creative, silly, nonsensical play. I miss that. I love that. And that's one of the, we mentioned Brene Brown recently. I can't remember. I think in the gratitude episode and her characteristics of wholehearted people, one of them is playfulness and creativity. And I don't know if those are two, if they go together or if that's even two different things, but wholehearted people do things like that. They're creative and they, and that can look any way. You don't have to be an artist to be creative. <laughs> you can find other things that you enjoy doing, but mm -hmm. Um, I love that. And I, those are the types of things that do fill me up. That's a way of pouring into yourself. Yeah, I've seen your craft room. Yes. <laughs> it's a little bit of a disaster, but I love being down there and creating things. It, even if it's frustrating, like sewing. Oh, my gosh. Sewing is half the time undoing what you've done. Seam ripper is the tool. But there's something so satisfying to me about creating something that looks beautiful, at least on the outside. Not always good at the inside, but I can make it look pretty good on the outside and it's fun. 
that's one of those things that can fill me up when I take the time to do those things. So satisfying to see a product and for you to say, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's why I enjoy Canva. And it's kind of a creative way of even making, you know, Instagram posts and things. You're good at it too. You know, I use other people's things, but it's it's fun. It, I like that creativity side and it does fill me up a little bit. As I was thinking about goals and what do we want, I realized even though I didn't like setting goals ever, I do work better with a deadline. Without a deadline, I will never actually do that thing, whatever it is. In school, I wasn't the type that would wait till the very last minute. But if there was no deadline, I wouldn't work on something. <laughs> it had to be somewhat close to the deadline. Like every year around this time of year, I'm like, I'm going to get all my Christmas shopping done <laughs> and wrapped. So I'm not doing that at last minute. And every year I'm doing that at the last minute. So <laughs> that's, that's one of those things I would like to work on better and not feel stressed. I want to enjoy you know, talking about holidays coming up, like I would like to just have more time for intentional family activities than feeling the stress of having to do certain things mm -hmm. and getting mm -hmm. them done. But anyways, with that, I thought a deadline is kind of like a goal in a way. So even though I didn't think I was setting goals, if I did have a deadline, I could accomplish what I wanted to do. So that just kind of gave me a little bit of a better feeling about goals. <laughs> as I was thinking through that, because I thought, I really need a reason to move forward other than just wanting something. Mm -hmm. Having that SMART goal, which SMART is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, relevant and timely. timely. Mm -hmm. And the timely piece is really important. And that's the piece that helps me get going. That doesn't mean you can't adjust it if the time isn't working out as well. But what I love about coaching and the goals is we just try to do a little bit each week. And the book we talked about earlier, Atomic Habits, it talks about just trying to be 1% better a day. You know, if I ate 1% better a day, by the end of the year, I'd be eating pretty healthy. <laughs> Not trying to change everything at once because right. that's where I get overwhelmed and give up. Yeah. 1% is attainable. <laughs> yes. It's doable. It's not overwhelming. And time deadlines, that was pretty remarkable how it worked for us recently when you and Sean like just randomly decided you're going to go to England and <laughs> right. all of a sudden you and I had this huge time crunch to get quite a bit of work done for the podcast. And it was during that time, we not only did we get a lot accomplished that were the have-tos, but we all of a sudden got super creative. And that is when we had the big burst of, I think it's time we go ahead and push the go button on the community. Yes. And I do think there is something about having that time limit. I'm much more productive when I have to get something done in a certain amount of time. And we did see that with us. We hit hyper-focus mode and we were working like mad crazy ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and even like having to have an episode drop every Tuesday. Now, I mean, we could always 
we want to be consistent and do that every week. And so far we have. It's helpful to know that we want to do that. Having that consistency is helpful. If we didn't have a timeline on that, we may not have done nearly as much as we have so far. We would have let ourselves out because we both got sick a few times. We've had so much family function interruption. We've had all this life come up, but instead of giving ourselves a pass on that, we, you and I had both just set Tuesday as our deadline every week. And no matter what happens, if we're going to be up at midnight, we're going to do it. And we're going to, we're going to get an episode out every Tuesday. And it's amazing how we've gotten, this will be the 19th episode that we've published on a public forum. And in 19 episodes, we have not had anything in our lives affect us in a way that we did not reach our goal. And that's pretty, I think just assessing that and looking back and assessing that for somebody that really hates setting goals, well done. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. That's impressive. And that brings in, thank you. I, uh, well, you know what I think I realized too for myself, and I think a lot of people are like this, I need the deadline and I need the community. I need someone like doing this with you. You are my community with this podcast. And that keeps me going. One of my strengths, if you've done Strength Finder, is responsibility. And knowing that I have a responsibility to you really motivates me to do things. And that's helpful to me. I need that kind of accountability mm-hmm. and community. And that's one of the things we're going to plug our WOW community that we're starting in January. But we want to build with our listeners, those who want a little bit more than just to listen. We want to build a community where we are holding each other accountable and helping each other move forward in our lives, whatever that area is. The first thing we're going to start out with in January is creating a vision for 2023 and, and each month helping each other move forward, whatever that looks like. And that's going to maybe be big steps sometimes and smaller steps sometimes. We were just talking, I'm, I'm sick and I've got to focus on my physical health more and other things are getting pushed to the side because when you're sick, you can't do a lot. <laughs> I've got to take care of myself. I've got to rest. But I'm still going to try to move forward how I can. We would love for you to check out the WOW community and we will have more information coming on that. There is a waiting list. If it's something you're interested in and you want to get more information when it gets closer, we're going to start January, the week of January 9th. We will have a link in the notes where you can get on our waiting list if you're interested in the WOW community. And I'm so excited about the community because it's interactive. And I'm like you. I am motivated by being responsible to you. It's going to be even better when we have more girls in the community, more ladies coming together and sharing visions and giving women an opportunity to come and be coached by us in a group setting. And I've been in group coaching situations that I have gotten so much out of, and I've never asked a question or been coached directly on those group settings. Just hearing other people talk about things and then get, you know, working through that with a coach and having super dynamic, sharp questions going back and forth, just drawing clarity to whatever issue they're dealing with. I get so much out of that. 
whether I'm in a position to be coached or as a coach. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a powerful environment to get inspired, to draw clarity, to um, just draw strength from each other. I love how the Bible talks about this, you know, borrowing your friend's faith. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing works when you borrow your friend's strength when it comes to, you know, having a good energy go towards a goal or something that you're wanting to accomplish, write a book, um, paint your house, move, whatever it is that you were wanting to do. When you have somebody just fanning that flame, that's powerful. It's almost hard to not accomplish your goals. <laughs> <laughs> we all need that encouragement and support and accountability. And it, it really makes a difference. And if you've never experienced it, it's not really something that can be described because it's an energy that you have to experience. And it can, it seems odd that you could get that kind of energy exchange on a Zoom call or a, you know, an online call like that, but you absolutely can. I think you can feel somebody's passion for what they're pursuing. I think that you can also fear, feel their fears, which mm -hmm. is pretty intense when you see somebody working through and facing a fear that is really motivating when you see somebody have a breakthrough all of a sudden things begin to gain clarity in your own life when you see somebody else striving and breaking through and doing the work that is very motivating i do and i think it also gives you that sense of as you watch it happen with them you see that okay this could happen for me too because they're just a normal person like me. Yeah, that's right. We're all just women coming together trying to grow and better ourselves. And I do, there is something powerful of seeing that happen in a group setting. And I've, I'm the same way I've, in group coaching. I have really benefited from watching other people get coached mm -hmm. and being coached myself. And one of the things I've learned is it's not always something profound that you even come up with like that click but it just it it could be something simple that finally clicks in your brain and you're like oh <laughs> it just makes sense all of a sudden because whatever happened in that coaching session unlocked wherever you were stuck there when I was being coached on just growing my relationship with my daughter when I was in training none of the things we came up with were profound but it worked and we went from like not communicating much. And at the end of the six or eight weeks, there was a point where she woke me up in the middle of the night because she didn't want to be alone because she was upset. And she wanted that connection with me. And I was like, that only happened because of the steps I'd been doing in between. Mm -hmm. But it was neat to see just the fruit of the work I had been doing in order to strengthen my relationship with her come to fruition at that moment. You know, I just love... Coaching can have so many different angles, whether it's relational or practical goals. Mm -hmm. But um, in the community, we hope to do hit all those areas in different ways. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons that we're so passionate about being able to offer our listeners the very thing that has had such a huge impact in your life and my life is because we know that no matter where we are, there's always more. And so no matter what stage you're in, no matter how successful you are, no matter how many goals you've reached or how much you've achieved, there's always more. And there's always more that can be had and greater things that can be had and that can be had through community. Debbie, you were 
talking to me earlier before we started recording about setting goals when you're just trying to survive. Can you tell me a little bit about how that played out in your life? Yeah, I can. I'm going to go back and talk about my experience with that and also that I've read so much about survival mode since then and what that looks like and what that is and how to identify if you're in that and what causes us to go into survival mode. And I think this is important because a lot of times what happens when we're in survival mode is the basic needs of a human is all consuming. So if you are really just trying to figure out how to provide food, shelter, water, make the ends meet, the pay the bills, then there's very little left in your brain space, even in your energy to give to anything else outside of the basic needs of survival. And I, and so when we talk about survival mode, that that's what that means. Something has happened in your life, whether it's a, a move, a sickness, a death, a divorce, Something that has changed and shifted you into, okay, we're going right back down to basics. And all we can do is just think about the basics now. Food, shelter, water, paying the bills. And I think that it's super important because what one of the messages I keep seeing is that you cannot be creative in that space. It does make sense. And we know that children do not perform very well in their school and their academics if they're in survival mode, if they're basic needs are not being met. It's very difficult for them to learn. Um, so we know that we know that there's science-backed information about how limited we are to think outside of our basic needs when, when that's such a major concern. But when it comes to goal setting, I look back and reflect and realize that when I truly was in, I was living in that camper, it was fresh out of the divorce, I was trying, the camper was a transition to what's next, but I didn't know what was next. And I didn't know how to answer that question. And the weight of the world was on my shoulders. But it was just blind faith that I decided to go ahead and hire a coach to help me work through that. I needed somebody outside of my family, outside of my friends that could be fresh, have a fresh uh, view on what was available to me, you know, and I think it was just blind faith that I did that at that time because it financially didn't make any sense that I would do that. But it had such an impact on me that realizing if I didn't have somebody else to speak into me the possibilities that I couldn't see or think about in those moments, I may not have ever thought they would be available to me. I just don't know. And I think that I would have found my way out of the camper. I would have found my way to a rental or apartment or something. But I think that because she was able to cast vision for me and help me see beyond my fears, beyond today, that I was able to go, okay, incremental steps. If I can just think about this for five minutes today, it might become something more in my brain. Thinking about a home. For my family? What can I think about for a home? What are my resources? What's available to me? So goal setting became part of my path out of survival mode. And I honestly don't think I could have done that without having somebody else because I was so consumed with fear of not being able to make ends meet, fear of not being able to figure out what was next, that I was so blinded. And uh, 
in a group coaching situation, I think that those are the kinds of things that come out because you have so many different walks of life and so many different people speaking their stories that you can feed on their hope. Like if you're feeling a really low sense of hope and you see somebody else maybe a step or two ahead of you, you see hope. And just being able to see hope and know it exists is powerful in getting out of survival mode. Um, so just thinking that goal setting can't be part of your life if you're in survival mode, I think it's actually opposite. I think goal setting becomes your path out of survival mode. I love that. And that just makes me think of like why 12-step programs work because you have people who are just walking in the door hopeless with one thread of maybe this will work for me, but probably not. But you have people that have been there for years and everywhere in between. You do, you feed on their hope and their stories of success and even failure, but what they learned through that and how, how we're not all that different. <laughs> we're not alone. We all have similar struggles and we can help each other walk through those things and grow. Whether you're in a place of survival or just wanting to better yourself and your life, you know, we all have different seasons. But I, I love I love that you took that step of faith and hired your coach and look where you are now. Yeah, I think it just sped up the process that would have taken so much longer. Uh, and just being in the camper itself, just tight quarters like that is smothering to creativity. It's smothering to um, a sense of hope and just being able to cycle out of that as fast as I could goal setting for me actually became hope and it, and it can be really small goals and we started this talking practicing wanting things and making that list of what you want that can be i mean if you just really cannot put something on that piece of paper start with your basics what do you want for dinner mm -hmm. and be specific be very specific and chase after it until you have that meal and then do your next one and you're going to practice wanting wanting I want a new pair of socks today. Do everything it takes to get you a new pair of socks today. I want uh, to wash my car today. Do everything in your power to wash that car today. And practice wanting and getting. Wanting and getting. Because when you get into a, a habit of survival, you stop wanting because of the fear of not being able to get. Mm. And then when we were talking about wanting things, you know, women tend to lay down their desires. And sometimes that's supposed to be the case for a season. You know, when we have babies and we don't have a village to help us, you know, there is going to be a season that you put that baby's and the whole family's needs before your own. It's a sacrificial season, but it cannot, that will not sustain. And you have to, you have to break out of that as soon as you can. There's those liberating moments when that baby starts to sit up on his own, holding his bottle on his own. You know, that kind of, those little incremental moments of liberty take it by the horns take it by the horns and transition out of that but we get so stuck into self-sacrificing that we forget to want and so the wanting is something that comes back incrementally as you get out of those seasons just want to take a shower let the baby cry <laughs> want to take a shower take the shower want to go get a cup of coffee with your friend go get the cup of coffee with your friend you know, those little tiny things, want it, be intentional, chase after it and get it. No, I love that. 
You made me think my friend Rachel, she's from Brazil and another lady at our church just had a baby and she was came, brought the baby to church this Sunday. He's 11 days old, I think, or was on Sunday. And Rachel was giving her a hard time because she said in Brazil, you stay home as the mother with your infant for 40 days and you don't cook, you don't clean, you just take care of yourself and the baby. And she said they have a very low incidence of um, postpartum depression because that mom and baby are being taken care for, are being cared for by the family neighbors and everything. And I thought, again, it's community that helps us get through those seasons of life that are really hard. We're running our kind of taste of our community in December for those of you who are in the 10-day challenge, but we're going to be looking at the past year. And I would encourage anyone to do this before thinking about 2023. One of the things I'm going to do is have people look through their journal. If you are a journaler, and I would encourage you to be if you're not, I think that would be a great place to start in 2023. But one of the things I plan to do is look back over my journals and try to see what are the things. I didn't make a list of 100 things I wanted, although I may do that this year. I am going to do that this year, I should say. (laughs) I know I have things in there, goals I've thought of, and just to see where I am and what I, because I don't remember what I was going to do in January or February, but what is it that I did accomplish this year that I hope to and what did I not accomplish and try to think back of why that is or if maybe I've moved in a different direction. Sometimes we're not meant to accomplish some of the things we thought we would. You know, God may have a different plan for our lives, but it's still good to look back and just reflect on the past year and see where I've grown and other areas that maybe I wish I had grown more in. And then when I think about next year, I have a a better idea of where I want to go and what I might need more help with in accomplishing some of the goals that I have. And so that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I think it'd be great for everyone to do. And we're going to have a little download, a sample of what we're going to do in the community. If you want to download that, it'll be in the notes. So the assessment, so you're talking about doing an assessment, a little bit of reflecting back and assessing one of the other things that I had been reading about is because it's part of the SMART goals. So you have the specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Timely. That's your SMART goal setup. And assessing is part of that as you go. A lot of us will, if we mess up, we just lay it down and walk away from it. But assessing helps us go, okay, how do we pivot, change, adjust? and keep going instead of laying down the goal. And I think that that's the exercise that you're talking about is really important to do an assessment, to reflect and assess and then look forward and then continue assessing periodically. How do we need to adjust? How do we need to pivot? And I think that that's super helpful. I know that I've already been very transparent about my 2022 being zero goals have been touched. (laughs) However, The podcast was not on my radar as my goal setting began last year in 2021. And so even though I didn't accomplish or touch one of my goals, (laughs) didn't achieve them. I can say I touched a few, but I didn't achieve any of my goals for 2022. This, the podcast, was nowhere on my radar. And so it actually was a gift because God knew that none of those other things were going to happen. (laughs) So something had to be shown for my time of 
life on earth for 2022. So here we are. And I'm so excited to go through this process with you and assessing. And as you're saying that, I was already feeling convicted about some of the reasons why I did not get to those things or did not touch some of those things. But it's going to be so helpful to just verbalize it, talk about it, and then start casting the vision for the future for 2023. I'm so excited to do that with you. I am too. And I, we were talking about too, before we started recording was how I believe it's biblical. I believe it's smart to set goals and have an idea of a direction that we want to go into, but also to hold them loosely because we may end up pivoting in a different direction. You know, we can't know the future and I trust that God has a plan and a purpose for the future, but I can move forward in that to the best of our ability you know, we can move forward, but we can't necessarily know if something is not meant to be, then we may end up pivoting in a different direction and that's okay. But I think having no direction is not helpful. (laughs) I think we need to have an idea and a direction and a plan, but not, but not try to force it if it's just not happening either. It's a balance. And one of the things a business coach of mine used because week after week, even though I had the accountability and the community, I was not moving forward in some of these goals. And he asked me, how committed are you? And that was a good question for me because it made me realize, do I want this? Because I'm not doing it. And I had to really, I couldn't answer it on the spot. I said, you know what? I think I need to take the week to think through that because obviously I might be saying I'm committed, but I'm not truly committed in my actions at all. And so I had had to rethink that a little bit. And I wasn't committed to the process of, I had to come up with a different way of doing things because I wasn't committed to the process of the way they wanted us to do things. I decided to move in the direction of the podcast and some other things that work better for me than the process that was going on there. I was not a good fit for me. And I still had the same goal in mind. I still wanted to build a coaching business, but I wanted, I needed to do it in a different way. So it could be also a pivot in how we go about accomplishing our goals. It might be different than what we started out doing. But I thought that was a great question. How committed are you? Because that can really help you think about, is this even something I want? (laughs) You know, we think about what do we want? Writing really does help because when you write your goals down, you're 42% more likely to achieve them. But also just writing down the list of what you want helps you connect with the feelings that you have. And a lot of times your body's going to signal you about something's not right. Like something just didn't line up with the process that they were trying to get you to do to reach that goal. And there's a hundred ways to skin a cat, right? You just had to change the path. Instead of taking this highway, you needed to take a different highway. And then suddenly your body said, yes, that lines up with me. That fits with me. I feel that I can see the vision now. And that's, that's what I love about writing that list down writing things down, your body's going to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, to sum it up, with the, we started out with the conversation. The question is, what do you want and how do you ask for it? And we've come up with several different things to help you figure out what you want, action plans of making your list, and how do you ask for it is the plan that you come up with. That we talked about the SMART plan. The SMART plan is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. 
And those are all, uh, you can just Google smart plan. There's a million different things about how to go about each one of those steps. Um, but in the end, if you aim at nothing, you will hit every time. That is Zig Ziglar. We do not want to aim at nothing. We're going to have a goal in mind. And we're offering up our community as a way of helping you stay the course with support, encouragement, and accountability. So Debbie, what is your takeaway from today? I think the reminder that there's so much power in sharing your goals and vision with others. And then when you hit a snag and you get stuck, because I think that that has always been my problem. I'll hit a snag and get stuck. And then I just lay it down and walk away. And I think if I am like communicating my goals in a community with a group and they know about it, now I've got a responsibility thread and the motivation to continue doing, not lay it down and walk away. I think it takes courage to, to tell somebody else because then it makes it more real. If I don't tell anybody, then I don't have to do anything to move towards it. <laughs> exactly. What's your takeaway here? I think what is sticking out to me in my mind is that writing down a hundred things that I want. That gives me a little bit of anxiety, but I also can see the value in it. So I, I do think that's something I'm going to do. Yeah, that's the call to action. Uh, yeah. Just a reminder that the assignment here is to write down 100 things that you want, and there's no rules, anything that comes to mind. And be of good courage to write it down, even if you have that hesitation of you don't deserve it, you can't afford it, it's too much, whatever it is, write it down anyway. Just write it down. I think that's a great exercise. And I love how you added in, like, to be aware of the feelings that come up as I'm doing it because I'm, I know it'll bring up a lot of feelings. And so I think that I, that's, that's going to be on my list of things to do. And that's what the community would be here to help you with. So yes. as we look towards the future, go check out the show notes. We've got the link in there to sign up for our waiting list for the WOW community. We'll have a link in there also for a free sample download of what we'll be using in the community in December to look back and assess 2022 before we cast our vision for 2023. And in saying that, stay wild. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you liked and what your main takeaways were. We'd also love to know what topics you'd want to hear about on future episodes. To connect with us further on social media or to learn more about our services, click on the links in the show notes or email us at womenofwildpodcast at gmail.com. And if you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. To continue the discussion about this episode, join us in our private Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. Until next week, stay wild. <laughs>